Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer. In studio today, Travis Waldstein, Air Sir Heating and Air Conditioning and Council Bluffs. How are you today, sir? We're waiting for Iowa to score 49 points tomorrow. And you know what? I, I could wish in one hand and yeah, I get it. the other <laughs> hand, you know. So I, I guess, you know, yeah. As we're, as we're recording this, the game hasn't happened yet between Iowa and Western Michigan. Now, when, when this episode is released, it'll be over with. But also... Just to remind you that, because you joined me on Bluffs Country on the radio station earlier this morning, yes, this is not subject to FCC. Say what you want. I don't care. <laughs> Brian, you need to score 49 points or else. <laughs> I ain't going to drop any F-bombs for that. So I'll, I'll, leave that, I'll leave that for the Viking fan that's in the room. <laughs> he might, he might, he might want to drop that one later. So. In a studio today also is Jason Hamer. Now, Jason is a business coach. Why is it that you wanted to talk with Jason today on the podcast? You know, J- Jason used to be in the CBBC, and he's from Northwest Iowa. I- I- I'm going to tell a little bit of your story, then I'll let you know. Okay. You know, he was a business banker for a while, and then he got into coaching, and then he decided to dump his franchise, or, you know, it was a mutual party, and then now he's doing it and you know he's working in sioux city and then doing a lot of stuff here in omaha and he's here to help people and you know how you know that ties to a lot of things trades people getting into it but you know you know you just don't wake up one day and become a business owner and even if you are a business owner you need to um be able to listen to other people which i'm not very good at by the way but you, you should be able to listen to other people so Wanted to get him in, give him a bad time because he's a Vikings fan, but he's also a Hawkeye fan. So, you know, there, there, there's there's a mix. It's not all bad. So And uh, get a chance to talk about his business. And I think there's some correlations when it comes back to people getting into the trades or getting into business that there's resources out there as much as anything. So, Jason, you uh, what, what part of Northwest Iowa? Uh, originally from Lamar's. That's where I was born okay. and raised, right. but I uh, spent the majority of my adult life uh, in Sioux City. Okay. He's a bulldog. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he, he didn't go to Catholic school. So ate, ate a lot of ice cream. Good, yeah. good, good Protestant up there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and on the Vikings game front last night, I do have to point out that Hawkinson, the Hawkeye, was the one scoring two touchdowns last night. So there is a positive that you can glean out of that other than the Vikings losing. It's, so It's like the Lions. I really don't like to like the Lions, but they got Jack Campbell and they got Sam Laporte and they got Matt Nelson. And it's kind of hard to hate TJ Hawkinson because he's a Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. But there's so many of them in the league, and that's the problem anymore. It's like, <laughs> you really want to hate the team, but then it's like... Yeah. I, I think we're trying to get it to 50% of the tight ends in the league played at Iowa. Is that what we're after? Uh, we're, we're getting there. I mean, we're, 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 we're putting a dead in it anyway, so... Absolutely. All right, you brought up a good point, I think, Travis, that I'm sure, Jason, that you can speak to better than most, that, especially with the trades, mm-hmm. just because... You know how to work on an air conditioner doesn't mean you can have an HVAC business. Exactly. And I don't possess these skills of the trades myself, but when I was in banking and and again now in coaching, is I've always gravitated a lot towards contractors. Um, one of the one of the biggest reasons that I'm in this business now is during my time in banking is that I came across so many really, really talented people and passionate people about the thing that they do. 
but nobody's ever shown them how to run a business before. So there's a lot of dreams that that are born and die just because they can't understand the finances, they can't understand the employee side of things, and it just you know, and and it's sad to see that happen because. These these mom and pop shops—they're the fabric of the communities that 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 we serve, and it's it's really really important to me. And I've taken a passion to that, and really kind of felt called to this work. And they're also the ones that are hard, trying to hire new people that are getting into whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, it, yeah, you have the corporate America, but I mean, last time I checked, I think still what seventy five or eighty percent of this country still. Mo, you know, mama pop, small family business, and you know that, and that's, you know, that's where a lot of people grow up doing, you know, doing, you know, what we do. It, it don't care if it's HVAC or framing or, you know, I mean, there's just, you know, if they're not there, we don't have jobs. And if someone starts a new business, especially in the trades right now. I think they're going to find out that there's a lot of demand and a lot of need for what it is that they do, and they need to be ready. And a lot of that is the business side of it. It's not about your skills at working with your hands. It's about your skills in running your business if you're going to be successful. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. And, you know, once you hire your first employee, then, you know, the business that you're in has effectively changed. You're now in in the people business. Because uh, your success that follows is really of how you, how you support, train, and develop that employee. And one thing that I've seen through my years, you know, working with contractors and people in the trades is maybe that they hire that person too late, you know, mm-hmm. and they're already underwater and they can't properly train them. And it just starts a cycle of where, you know, they're just chasing their tail all the way through. And and that's a moment where where as a coach I can come in and through our coaching process we'll sit down and we'll meet with business owners every single week, you know, just an hour per week and sometimes it's just pulling them out of the weeds even even for that hour and get them to focus on growing their business and looking at their business through a different light in the fact that that you know, there are going to be some things that need to be worked on. Sometimes it's a matter of going back and rebuilding that foundation, identifying where some of those blind spots are. And, you know, with my background as, you know, in banking, business coach, and I also own and operated my own food truck up in Sioux City for 11 years. You know, when I was in banking, I realized like, oh yeah, this this business stuff is fun. I'd like to try it, and uh, I thought I knew a lot about it. And then I launched my own business, and was like, holy cow, <laughs> there is so much that I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I had to just, oh yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, I'm a manager. I can do this. It's like, nope, because everybody else gets paid before you do. And when you're a business owner, you're rich. Just remember that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you might not have a dime to piss for, but if it says Joe Schmo's, you know, lawn mowing service, you know, I mean, my God, you must have a million dollars. No, ain't got a million dollars in the banks. So. Right. You know, and, and there is a, there is a lot of misconceptions out there about business owners and, mm-hmm. um, the size of business I love working with is really kind of that small to mid-sized business, the two to 50 employees. And the reason for that is because, you know, when you're finding, you know, success with them, it's not just about moving the needle on the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Success for them may be 
oh, now they can go see their kid's game, you know, mm-hmm. whereas before they're working 90 hours a week. They can go take a vacation with their spouse and their business is still running without them. And those are the life-changing things that, that really, really drew me to this work because at the end of the day, people have to be fulfilled by the work that they do and their business should serve them and not the other way around. No, you're very, you're absolutely right on that. So, and it's hard. It takes time to get that balance. And about the time you think you get it, then life comes back and kicks you in the side of the head and goes, nope, you really ain't got that <laughs> control. So, so you're, you're hundred percent right on that. So, so you cover Sioux City and Omaha area. Yep. So um, you're married. Your wife lives down here, if I remember yes. right. And yep. you got yep. a kid that, you absolutely see, you have a kid that's up there, if I remember right. Yep. So Two daughters in Sioux City. So. so so talk about, you know, from what you see up there versus what you see down here. I mean, is there a, dyna- is there a difference like with, I don't know if I want to say clientele or just people doing, or are a lot of people doing have the same problems, just different location? Yeah, same problems, different location. And the the beauty of it is, is I can work with such a wider range of, of industries because um, I'm not I'm allowing my clients to be the industry expert. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not coming in telling Travis how to do HVAC. No. Yeah, that'd not be good. So. Yeah, that wouldn't go so well. But but the principles of business ultimately, whether you're a dentist, a painter, an HVAC guy, or a bookkeeper, the principles of business are the same regardless of industry. Mm-hmm. It's just things look a little differently and regardless of, you know, geography. Mm-hmm. And percentages. I mean, my percentage versus, like you said, a painter or, you know, electrician, your cost of materials, labor. I mean, there's some jobs where, listen, you say cost of goods, and that's like a foreign word to me. Cost mm-hmm. of goods, we don't have any goods. We have paper, and we have pencils, and, you know, we collect money for whatever it is. So it looks way different on the contractor side than maybe it does, like, for a nonprofit. Right. I learned that when I hired my first accountant, first or bookkeeper. She came in, and she knew the expense I called. He goes, what's this cost of goods stuff? Oh, honey. (laughs) Now, she learned it, and she took off with it. She's got a really good job now because she understands it very well. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's it's a different world if you don't understand them aspects of it. Right. So one of the lights that comes on a lot of times when working with contractors is setting pricing. You know, mm-hmm. trying to understand that it's not just about cost materials for that specific job. There's a whole other business to run outside of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if you want to pay someone to answer the phones, if you want to get trucks, you want to do that. It's, it, you know, let's say you got to pay for insurance. Where's that, where's that money going to come from? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's, you know, that, that's what, that's where it is. And you, you know, that's why I sometimes laugh when I hear somebody's doing it for, X number of dollars, you know, and I run into this in my trade a little bit. It, you know, it, I'm not going to try to compete dollar wise with the one man shop because mm-hmm. the reality is he's only got one, he's only got one mouth, one person to feed. And that's how he's chosen. It doesn't mean he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Right. But you know, he, you know, he doesn't have people in several specialties. He doesn't have, you know, you know, he, I, I'd say limited, but somewhat limited on what you can do. I guess it's good because you can pick and choose, but if you're a growing business, at some point you're going to figure out, 
you can't do it all. I mean, it, it, especially if it's you're good at what you do and people like doing business. So you have to have people that you find has the same, you know, same core values, same, um, what's the word I want to use? Same core values, understand what you're trying to do. And you have to have some buy-in on that too. Completely, completely. And you bring up core values and that is a big part about what what we do and mm-hmm. the work that we do. We spend a lot of time with the business owners directly mm-hmm. because we feel like once, you know, once you can kind of identify those core values, what are your strengths as a business owner? You know, what, what are some of those habits that you need to get in place? You know, when we can kind of fit into and identify kind of what is that, that ideal life, honestly, it sort of makes all the business stuff that much easier. Yeah. I love my franchise code advice. They always have one of the code advice. You know, you, you shouldn't say anything without profanity or sarcasm. And I am like the definition of profanity and sarcasm. <laughs> the last time I checked, it's like, wait a minute. This, the, I, and I tell people, I said, you know what? I, you know what? When I deal with them, I said, I'm going to break this one every day and I'm not going to apologize. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think franchise is the only F word that offends you, Travis. <laughs> you might be right on that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don said over and just say, yeah. What, what I'm imagining is turning that into a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, I should get a, you know, maybe I should get a, get a t-shirt. So when I go to leadership and they got this leadership conference in January and it's one of these where they pump you full of sunshine and you go ha- hang around with a bunch of people you generally don't like, or you don't, they want to talk shop. You know, the last thing I want to do when I would go on vacation talk shop you know sorry it, it it is what it is but i should get a sh- I, I should get a shirt that says <laughs> i'm full of profanity and sarcasm and wear it down there so i'm walking around don't know exactly i have I actually said. seen a t-shirt that says uh, it just says sarcasm and underneath it says just one of the services i offer maybe you should get some further around the office around here you know yeah that's the industry we work in so. <laughs> <laughs> so what so right now you know what's obviously you got small shops you probably have bigger clients you're working for um What's the most, besides helping a client get from point of, what's the most rewarding thing you get out of working with your clients? So one of the most rewarding things that I see is when can help them through that block and that thing that they've been scared about this entire time. Maybe it's hiring that employee. Maybe it's understanding their finances to a point when they can actually start making decisions. And they're just kind of, they've been working on anxiety and and panic mode. But seeing that light come on and finding that clarity of giving them control over the thing that's that's been frightening them for, you know, really the entire time that they've been in business that is so rewarding to be able to to just to give them that gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's that's pretty cool, actually. So, mm-hmm. so, but um, you deal with different businesses, obviously, um, and you talk about hiring quite a bit. What are they telling? What are what are clients you work with tell you what they're seeing for? I'm going to say young people because a lot of the, when we talk circle of trades, we're trying to talk to young people, trying to mm-hmm. put trying to put some perspective on what are you hearing from your clients, the people you work with, with people coming out of high school, 
I'll say the word college, you know, whatever it is. Our, obviously, we're focusing on not necessarily going to college. But what what are the people, when you're talking about hiring, what, what do you hear from your clients? And what are you doing to help them overcome some of the objections to maybe hiring that green person that doesn't know that kind of stuff? So what, what kind of stuff do you see? Yeah, and that's 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 the that's the dilemma right now. And ultimately some of it going back to the core values as far as once you can identify that, then you have a better idea of who fits within the organization and who does not. Because experience can sometimes be a double-edged sword. Absolutely. Is it the right experience? Is it the not, you know, is it you know, is it bad experience? Things like that. So, uh, <clears throat> ultimately the most important thing is being able to identify what it is that you need and be as specific as possible with that and being able to hire for team fit because so many things can be trained mm-hmm. or, you know, learn the trade, mm-hmm. things like that. Do they belong in your organization? Just remember, there's, there's no I in team unless you're Iowa because yes. Iowa State don't count. What I heard about that is, <laughs> yeah, there's no I in team, but there is an M and an E. this is true this is Uh, true yeah it 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 is the the culture culture and finding that right person um i would tell early on i hired quote unquote experienced people and with experienced people yeah they have experience they also have bad habits and what i've seen is if people are doing their job and they like their job and it's not always about money a lot of times it's about the other stuff, but I mean, money is important. Don't get me wrong, but it's the other stuff. It's lifestyle, work environment. Do you get flexibility? Do you get to make decisions? You know, a lot of that stuff. And, uh, um, you know, in understanding what I said, what the vision is, what, what, what the, what your core values is. And so, you know, the, the people that I hired very early on that had experience are no longer with me. Most of my crew now, most of them didn't go to formal college for school. The one that actually did would tell you that he spent $24,000 at Vatterat, and it was the biggest waste of money he ever spent. But that's that's a story for another day just, you know, through the program. But he's learned a lot going through the apprenticeship and working and doing a job, and that's what we've seen. So, you know, it, it's – so sometimes it's, it's not the degree. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what you are as a person and, and you know – Work ethic, you know, Midwestern people are always known, especially if you've got to the left coast or right coast, you know, are always known for work ethic. And that's why they want to hire Midwesterns because, you know, I don't work off of a time clock. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, you know, some people like to, you like to be off at five o'clock, but the reality is if you guys stay till five thirty, you get the job done, it makes more sense than wasting a half day to the next day. Right. And, you know, the dynamic of the workforce has changed, and, and that's put a burden on, on leadership and is really another reason that I, you know, feel so passionately about this work is just working with the leadership of organizations because it isn't just about the money. It's about it's about a place where people can feel successful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, it's not just I'm your boss. You listen to what I do. I mean, these times are evolving mm-hmm. within there, and uh, identifying people what they're good at, and if that can translate to the work that they do. A lot of the other stuff is, you know, doesn't. 
I don't want to say it doesn't matter at that point in time, but but when they're doing work that makes them feel fulfilled, it's not about trying to make everybody happy because that's everybody's individual choice. Mm. But uh, but if you can allow them to do work that feel you know where they feel fulfilled, you know where they're helping someone get get air on on a hundred degree day. Uh, yeah, that generally makes most people happy. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but you're right. No, absolutely. So, but what do you do in your off time? So, like to like to try different restaurants. Love cooking. You know, obviously, I haven't missed too many meals. So, yeah, yeah you're like me. I, I, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about your business, but you had a pretty good barbecue business yeah. up in Sioux City. So, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Because I've heard, I never got a chance to try because you sold it. You know, after we cut. <clears throat> Got to know each other, but yeah, talk a little bit about that because obviously you've been in the world business world. So yeah. you know what was I mean, making the food was probably the fun part. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was fun. It was named after my uh, oldest daughter Kylie. It was Kylie Q's barbecue. You know, coming up with all the recipes for the sauce, the se- sauces, seasoning, and when we when we got the food truck and started parking out there that was before food trucks were even really a popular thing i mean there's a few of them around town but you know we were waving people in off the streets tell them to come in and try us and like the last five years we were in business we'd we'd only set up like 10 to 15 days out of the year it was a one or two saturdays a month and um you know, we we stuck to the basics. We let the meat be the show. You know, we're mm-hmm. doing all these fancy creations. It was brisket, pulled pork, ribs, chicken, all homemade sides. And man, we would we would pull up. We would have people waiting for us in the parking lot before <laughs> nine a.m. And we'd go through four hundred dinners in three hours. And you were moving some serious meat then. Holy yes, cow. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And it was exhausting. Yeah. So, but but I mean, we miss the people, you know. Mm-hmm. But but it's a, just a lot of work going into it. It's not just staying up all night. It's all the work that goes into it during the week. How many days of prep would you besides the cooking? Because you'd be mm-hmm. up the day before. But I'm assuming with the sides, you had some prep. So you probably had, what, a yeah. couple, three days of prep before you do a Saturday? So. Yep, yep. Usually making making sauce early on in the week, you know, working on the sides throughout there and then picking up the meat. And, of course, the last few years trying to run here, there, and everywhere trying to find materials mm-hmm. just because someone's sold out or they stopped carrying this particular random thing. But, but yeah, and on Friday nights, we'd get off of work at our full-time job, and we'd light the smokers, and we would, you know, I'd usually watch the smoker up until about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. My business partner would watch it until, you know, you know, 3, 4 in the morning, and we'd each get about three hours of sleep and go out and serve. Mm-hmm. They start because of the food. It's not as looks. He's got a face for radio just like you and me do. Exactly. Oh, that's that's <laughs> yeah. We had a tip jar that went to a local nonprofit for animals, stuff like that. It's just uh-huh. like never, no one would ever be tipping us because of our good looks. Yeah. So. It's like, hey, we're giving away to the Humane Society. Yeah. We, we, don't, we know we're not worthy of tips. <laughs> I'm thinking that as a, as a barbecue, you need to donate the tips to PETA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people for eating tasty animals there i'm there so I, i'm just wondering if they would take the money or if they would just be torn mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we do with this we, we need the money but it's coming from a barbecue place i don't know anonymous donor anonymous donor <laughs> yeah. 
and there is and then you can keep a running total see i'm coming up with all these business ideas this is what i do so now you got a running total on the window outside that money donated to PETA so far and and you just it keeps rising yeah and they're, and they're gonna say keep selling that barbecue that's yeah. what we whispered to you they're gonna be like save the animals get it they're gonna be double double edged swords and please direct your calls and emails to travis waldstein <laughs> 712 uh. <laughs> oh so um yeah so it's interesting as far as perspective what people are, are, are finding that employees and that the uh, environment has shifted yeah um definitely so what kind of you know what do you see from your perspective i mean because you're looking at stuff from a totally different perspective than what most people do so what kind of things do you see you know especially having some ties up to northwest iowa you know that they're doing up there or things that are happening to attract people into the workforce whether it be a trade or even a non-trade i mean what are you seeing and what do you think what else do you think could be done i know that's a loaded question it is it is and you know honestly it's just the more true that that business owners can be to themselves being honest about what those what those values truly are mm-hmm. you know because you know if if you're advertising mm-hmm. you know that you know we value work-life balance, but the culture is that you're working 90 hours per week. You know, it might be important to you, but you're also selling something that you're not able to deliver on. As an owner, because of what I do, right. you know, I put in 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours a week. Do I expect my employees that, that not even close? You, mm-hmm. you know, um, now my, my son's getting more involved with certain things. So he, right. him and I got one other kid, I say kid, young, young adult, that, that'll put in more hours because sometimes you got to get the job done. And when we're hot and busy, we work 50, 55 hours a week, but we try to be respectful of, of the off time. And listen, I take my off time too. That's why there's seven Saturdays in the fall that, you know, are pretty much dedicated to, you know, what I, you know, one of the things I love, which is Iowa football, obviously. Um, but it's important to have that off time. You work hard, you play hard, but yeah, your your people probably you, you burn them out, and then you know they're no they're they're no good to you. So I think that's you know a huge focus. I know I'm, you know, just like the Friday before Labor Day, we had a job that got pushed back week, fell through, and I'm just like, you know what? That's what guys take the Friday off. So have a three day week, four day weekend. Other show where our service department was working, but my install crew is like, I could go dig something for you to do on Friday before Labor Day, but let's be transparent. Friday before Labor Day is not exactly the most productive work day of the year anyway. Right. So it's like, you know what? Take as a benefit, have the day off and, you know, and then, you know, work ever, you know, then they've been busy ever since. And it's just like Glenwood's got their homecoming night too. My guys live down in Glenwood. They're doing stuff, you know, for, for, down there for homecoming today you know what that's you know that's what you want to be out if you want to take your time off or take your kids off or do whatever that's you know that's part of the family time that is important absolutely and i get the benefit of my wife is my business partner Mm -hmm. so with this so i do the coaching she doesn't have that coaching background but what she does have is she has got the instructional design, their curriculum. So she can take all these crazy visions out of my head and put it down in a curriculum in a way that makes, you know, that that is easy to follow and able to work. It's another proof that the female mind is definitely superior to the male mind because she can, he, she can read his mind 
he's screwed. (laughs) 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 So, you know, and back to your point, as far as you work in, you know, 60, 70 hours, my job isn't to tell someone how many hours they should be working. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, it needs to work for you. It needs to work for your family. And, you know, when she and I are working on stuff for you know, late at night. I mean, that, that might be the time that we get to get to spend together to work on that. So it's, it's really not about the quantity, this put in a box somewhere. It's, it's really about, does it work for you? Does it work for your family? Are you still creating enough time and space for, for the things that are important and the people that are important to you? So. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Any, any words of advice, any, anything you want to put out to you? What? pimp your business a little bit i mean we got you on here yeah yeah absolutely and the model of our business is a little bit different you know and and i explain this to people when we get through there it's not just about we'll double your revenue in 90 days and things like that so because what i find is a lot of times that might not be the most responsible thing to do no definitely not so so really we kind of take a look and for that first three six nine months you know um, you know, there may not be a huge revenue spike within there because we're just working in, we're figuring out the groundwork, we're figuring out what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the revenue may not be the important part of the business. Right. The revenue may not be the problem. It's all the stuff besides that to make sure that the, that the revenue is generating profit. You might have all kinds mm-hmm. of revenue, but if you're not generating profit, then why are you not maximizing it? And, and so, yeah, doubling your business is not going to help in that situation. Right. They're just going to make things worse is all it's going to do. I, I lovingly refer to that as going broke with more zeros. Yeah. And usually <laughs> that's not a good thing. More zeros, more broke. Yep. Not, not, not a good thing. Absolutely. And, you know, there will be in that, in that early part, there will be an uptick of profit, likely just because we are going to go through those expenses and see what's not performing, things like that. Try to figure out what's necessary, getting lean where necessary, but also on the business happy, business owner happiness curve, that's going to be up and down because it's, it's not uncommon for a client to be with, you know, with me for 60 days and just say, you know, I'm, I, I'm still feeling a lot of stress and things like that. It's like, because you know all that other junk that's been sitting around there that's always been there. Uh, one of the things that we're doing, we're creating an environment where long-term success can happen. We're digging that stuff up and we're going to deal with it and we're going to work through it. And as their coach, I'm going to walk them through that the entire step of the way. So that first time period of coaching, maybe that's six months, maybe it's nine months, maybe it's 12 or 18. I mean, whatever the case it needs to be, this is not a race. Mm-hmm. It's about building a business that that can be sustainable. And then once it's time, once you get those things put together, you've got some trusting teams. When it's time to grow, it's time to just go and grow into the business that whatever your ideal size is, mm-hmm. you know, are you growing to the next Amazon or do you just want to build the business so that way you're spending as much time as you care to on it and it's taking care of you whether you're on vacation or not. Yeah. That's a good place to be. Yeah, I don't really want to be Amazon either mm-hmm. so, or, or Microsoft for that matter because then you have lots of money and lots of things to do and everybody's begging you for it. You you give it away supposedly, but you're not really giving it away. So it's like right. whatever. So Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's really why, you know, what, what I'm passionate about and why we launched our own company is that there's no one size fits all approach for businesses. 
and uh, it requires a personal touch and it needs to be personalized for them themselves. So um, that's one thing I value is trying to pull out of business owners what's truly important to them and, and being able to have that show through their business, through the people that they're doing business with, through the people that they're having on their team. And that's, that's, where, that, that's where that fulfillment comes from on a business owner level, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then, Amy, your business is the Hammer Business Toolbox Professional Services. Did I get that? Yes, right? yes, you did. And and you know, we thought I'd just roll with the theme of I've worked with a lot of contractors, and ever since fourth grade, it is pronounced Hammer, but but I've been hearing MC Hammer jokes since the since the <laughs> since the fourth grade. So uh, so I'm embracing it, and yeah. it's I. We just have a whole lot of fun with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a hammer. It's like the pound sign. You know, there used to be a station in Omaha that'd say, you know, if you went down your cell phone, pound NU. And I'm like, you know what? I hope every team pounds NU. Because <laughs> <laughs> and I said to the station, that's maybe not the sign we use. We'll find out a different way to go. <laughs> My answer to that when you start hearing them chanting, go Big Red is yes that's right please just go go yeah, yeah. yeah. if you if you want to come to lincoln and hold on to a red balloon for three hours then uh... <laughs> they finally did away with that tradition they, they did up, yes they did so yeah because they had to, because they were landing and birds were eating them and everything else there's a story about some in up in wisconsin and not like in iceland and it's like oh yeah i didn't know balloons could fly that far so well, they can't pass that far anymore. <laughs> Not without an apple turnover. So. <laughs> we just lost all the Husker fans in the park. Uh, yeah, they're like, you know, it's going to have to go to the bar. So, you remember that comment you made? You said, yeah, I remember a lot of comments I made. <laughs> so. I, f- I figured that would have happened right around episode three. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think we got past episode one. No. It, it's been, you do not get through a Circle of Trades podcast without taking shots against Nebraska uh, and against whatever team has happened to be playing the Packers that week. Yeah, well, it, like, like happens like, to be mine. You, so. you know, I'm glad to see that Bluffs radio, you know, since that's not Nebraska red, technically, according to Patrick, that's Cyclone red. and I don't I, think so, because Cyclone red is crimson. Yeah, this is not crimson. Uh, yeah. And this is also not Husker red. Yeah. This is... Um, it, I don't know. It's 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 garage sale red. I, yeah. so you got you got you, you know. Like I said, I thought you're just here for the Falcons thing. Because don't the Falcons have red in there? They do have red in there. I mean, if you go back to the Jerry Glanville days when it was all black. Yeah, Steve, I'm thinking Steve Bartkowski. You know, going it was red back. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you're going back, or even David Archer, who played yeah. quarterback for the Cyclones, that was it was red back then too. Mm-hmm. And Bartkowski, that goes back a long ways. I go, yeah. So that's how that's how pitiful my mind is. I'm just live in the past. <laughs> now you sound like a Nebraska. <laughs> I, I was going to say sounds like a Packers fan, but I like your line better. Uh, so, Jason, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? So, follow us on social media. Yep. So, we've got a Facebook page, Hamer Business Toolbox, as well as LinkedIn page, Hamer Business Toolbox, and phone number 712-899-8177. Give me a call, shoot me a text, and we offer free consultations. So if there is a if there's a if there is a business owner that's looking to grow their business in the right way, and or they're just looking at being able to free up some time so they can you know actually take a vacation and enjoy it, I would love to sit down with you and uh, just 
whether we choose to work together or not, you know, I try to leave people better than what I found them. That's kind of hard with me, but mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, and farmers, I should say graduated CBBC members, we refer to past members now, but that's how you kind of started getting in and down here was through Council's Business Connection. So building relationships is absolutely everything. And you know, getting those no like and trust relationships. We don't do, you know, we haven't done traditional advertising up to this point. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really all word of mouth. And oh, he's gonna be though. Yes, he's gonna be. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't walk into a radio station and get out without being accosted for advertising. Uh, Absolutely. Like, like, like got a hundred bucks to spend. <laughs> so you know, and and Todd, we were you know we were talking earlier too, and you know, right now I'm the only coach for our business. So mm -hmm. you know, so capacity is a little bit of an issue but once we start you know adding coaches building to team things like that then we are going to need to start look at different different outlets to to build up that clientele for for coaches that we have so no oh, we'll get him on yeah. get him on there you go yeah. i have a new mission <laughs> there, 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 there you go hey your sioux city broadcast well, we get your sioux city broadcast you know so people listen to the stream yeah there you go yeah we've got games that we do from sioux city i mean we've got council bluff schools that play up there all the time yeah, so yeah true gentlemen thank you very much for an entertaining episode except for husker fans sorry about the uh, ed vikings know. fans yeah you know yeah. <laughs> yeah it is what it is i got this again i got this again so. <laughs> and we thank you for listening to this episode of circle of trades new episodes are out weekly and until next time go hawks go hawks go hawks, go hawks.